You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus said to the apostles, Who among you would say to your servant, who has come, just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here immediately and take your place at table? Would he not rather say to him, prepare something for me to eat? Put on your apron and wait on me while I eat and drink. You may eat and drink when I am finished. Is he grateful to that servant because he did what was commanded? So should it be with you. When you have done all you have been commanded, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done what we were obliged to do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first reading is from the Book of Wisdom is uh, one of the most precious texts of that book and of sacred scripture. And it's really uh, like the emergence of a submarine out of the waters, or the emergence of, of, I don't know, you think of something beautiful and you see this coming up. And the human spirit is before the revelation of victory over death. The death doesn't have the last word. And this is in the Old Testament. And this is written in, understood to be written in the Jewish community in Alexandria at the mouth of the Nile and before Jesus was born, some decades before he was born. And afterwards there have been, uh, it was known in Greek, but also the, this, this book is, has a great treasure uh, of wisdom. It's the writer has pondered all of the scriptures and they're oozing out through him. And when we look at this very first line we read today, it's a very powerful line, God for a man to be imperishable. The image of his own nature, he made them. So there's a reflection on the very first lines of creation, when God made us in his image and likeness, And the author, the inspired author of the Book of Wisdom is pondering how made in the image and likeness of God, we couldn't be perishable because we're in his image and likeness. And I wonder if this text was known to Jesus. It was not in the canon at the time of scripture because it was so new. It hadn't been received into the canon, but it represents the mentality of the time. And the dialogue with the Greek culture, this writer is helping the next generations to live with the great wisdom that's coming from the pondering of almost two millennia of experience of God working in the people, in the chosen people. And it's a very rich, mature, understanding of the implications of a loving God who created us and who formed a people for the redemption of all of humanity, 
in a path of great difficulty and adversity. We actually prayed in the opening prayer to spare us from all adversity. And that is also a biblical prayer because to ask God not to put us to the test. It's really in the Our Father as well. Lead us not into the test, into the temptation. Save us from these challenges. But the best sports team wins with greater glory when the opposition team is very good. If it's an easy team to beat, there's not as much glory. The biggest challenges we face and go through allow us to really develop and display our, our, our metal. And so the, the experience of the people coming through major difficulties, hoping against hope. The story of Abraham and Sarah wouldn't be significant if they were 20 years old and had a bunch of children. But they were 80 years old and didn't have children for another 20 years, and they're going to be a father of a great nation. It's hoping against the odds. And all the stories in the, of God's project with humanity, he's going to destroy the whole thing in the flood. It all failed up to that point. And then so many failures of God's people chosen, and we don't throw stones because we know the challenges that have been in the history of the church. And so this is kind of a constant that... <clears throat> Uh, that we have this situation and then to realize that God's project is going is not abandoning us it's carrying us through all these difficulties and becoming aware that God does not want us to perish forever and so this becomes the, the regular fare of theological conflict in the time of the first of the second temple in the time of the Roman period the time of Jesus when <clears throat> the Pharisees and the Sadducees are really in conflict theologically about eternal life. And the Sadducees don't believe in the resurrection, but the Pharisees do. In that sense, Jesus was in the, shared that faith of the Pharisees, or he communicated, he lived with that, he spoke to that, he represented that. In St. Paul, very much so. And so here we have then a vision of death that's not the last word. And that's very powerful. There's also a, an association of death with Satan. And it's the first time in the scripture that the serpent of, in Genesis, that tempted Eve uh, is Satan. And that's the understanding, the received understanding before the time of Jesus, okay? So they're understanding it this way. There's a growth in the people of God. When Jesus said at the Last Supper, and I will send you the Holy Spirit who will lead you to the fullness of truth, that's already an experience that the people are having and that we're going to receive in full after the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord when the Word made flesh, offered himself for us, and opened the gates of heaven, and the Holy Spirit is poured upon us, and we are anointed in the Spirit. We are a messianic people, chrismed, the chrism of confirmation. Uh, we were christened, we say also in English, for baptism. And we have that gift of the Holy Spirit to lead us to the fullness of truth. And this is a path of the church, the path of God's people through the centuries, through the millennia, now almost four millennia. And so we can see then this great hope that wasn't so clear yet because Jesus hasn't risen from the dead. And so it's a big challenge, uh, you know, that's still there in the people. It's a struggle and they're still debating it. And then we receive that gift and the very explicit teaching about the resurrection. 
Christ didn't need to do the resurrection for himself. He didn't need to become man for himself. He didn't come for himself. He came for us and for our salvation. That's our creed. And so we can pray in a more powerful way even now, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. God purifies us through adversity. Even in adversity, Job was teaching us. The Lord gave and the Lord take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This Psalm 34 goes very well with the experience of Job. And it could be with the experience of Joseph in Egypt. And it could be the experience of Abraham. It could be the experience of Moses. And no matter what the trials were, I will bless the Lord at all times. And then we come to Luke's gospel. And here we have the Messiah. And he's teaching us something that he teaches us in many different ways to come to serve. I've not come to lord it over you. I've come to serve. But the normal human way of doing things is when we have a little power, a little authority, we make sure the others are serving us. But that's not proper to the messianic community, to the anointed community, to the community led by the Spirit, to the Jesus-like community. The Jesus-like community is serving the whole day, every day, even if you're sick. You know, the way our parents served us, when they were sick, they had their work to do, they had to take care of the home, the farm, they had, my mom was teaching, and maybe they were struck by heavy flus as well, but they took care of us little children, because love does that, that's what love does. And so then when the fullness of the revelation of love and our redemption is being accomplished, we're not being set up to be served, we're being prepared and equipped to serve. And so this turns the thing up on its, you know, turns it on its head that the more responsibility we have, the deeper and the stronger the call is to serve. And that's why historically also the definition and self-understanding of the papacy is the servant of the servants of God. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.